0: How's it going? Good, man. End into uh, a week. I mean, I want jeans on. You look a little <laughs> more comfortable than I do. Yeah, you got the suit. I got the suit on on a Friday. had a... Uh, but no tie. No tie. Yeah. Ditched the tie years ago. No tie. Yeah. Had a uh, customer meeting today, so kind of got sprung on me last minute, so... Yeah. Last night, I went from being... expecting to be, uh, you know, dressed down Friday and... Woke up with a suit on. So, yeah. How yeah, was the great. client meeting? It was good, man. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was, I guess, uneventful as you were well aware. <laughs> and sometimes you talk in circles, and, you know, everybody uh, is trying to be smarter than the, the person that previously talked and get the last word in. And it was one of those meetings where I just kind of sat and listened. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, listened, grinned, chuckled a little bit. But, uh, but it was yeah. good. I mean, a good group. Yeah. I always um, find it interesting when you
1: sit in a meeting for like an hour and then you, you're finished and it's like, what actually happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no agenda. People talk for an hour. But it's like, how's that, how was that
0: even a meeting? That was just like, it was nothing.
1: Nothing came of it. There's no next steps. Yeah, that's
0: frustrating. So like a, um, it's like the people that they meet to meet. Right? Mm-hmm. They just, they, they figure, well, if, I, if, if I'm having meetings and I'm getting stuff done, and it's funny because I'm, I'm the opposite. I, I hate meetings. And, you know, Fridays are typically my internal meetings day where I meet one-on-one with every single person. But after, you know, 10 of those in a row, yeah, you start to, start to burn out a little bit. <laughs> but, I you know, I very... Quickly tell them all, I'm like, hey guys, this meeting's for you. This is not for me. So you've got 30 minutes to just vent. If you want to talk about life, you want to talk about work, you talk about whatever you want. But just know, I don't require this. So if you ever yeah. want to cancel them, yeah, let me know. <laughs> Dude, I
1: actually really like um, the CEO of our company had a sort of TED Talk style thing where he talked about how the culture of our company is to always schedule like 30 minute meetings or an hour meetings. Yeah. He's like, what we really need to start doing is 15-minute meetings. There's really never, for most of these meetings, there's never a reason to go an hour because then people will take an hour when you can get it done in 15. I agree with that. He also says there's this culture of, like, building pretty slides when he's like, to be honest, like, you're spending all this time putting together a slide that I'm going to see that could be in a Word doc with a, just a couple ticks. And what what benefit
0: was that, to spend all that time doing that? That's, fu- but, that's funny that he says that, man, because, I mean, he's... Yeah, obviously, very high level. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, when I run meetings, my weakness is the prep, right? I'm not someone that puts, you know, decks together and, you know, uh, talking points. Yeah. I'm the guy that sits there and just kind of, I'm very, uh, my hands have to be moving a lot. I have to be pacing back and forth. But I immediately look, my comfort zone is a whiteboard. Yeah. It was like, if, if a whiteboard's there, I'm getting a marker, and I'm mapping it out to explain exactly what needs to be done, and I'm drawing little stick figure diagrams, and yeah. it looks like a two-year-old wrote it, Yeah. but at least from what all my people tell me, it resonates, because yeah. they're like, oh, wow, you really, yeah, you kind of simplified that and made everybody understand it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's a good job. Yeah. Meanwhile, I could see, you know, people that are much smaller than me looking at me like, what an idiot. <laughs> 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 he just drew Terrace and Phillips up on the yeah. board, and. Dude, I got a great story about
1: whiteboards. A couple years ago, I heard some sort of like one-liner on, um, you know, the 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 person at the whiteboard is the person that's making the most money, hmm. or s- something like something like that. I can't remember it. Probably a little bit more catchy than that. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah, the person who's taking charge, getting up on the whiteboard, is probably going to be one of the more successful people. So, in one of the client engagements I went into, I just went into it thinking like, okay, I'm just going to be the guy that gets up and goes to the whiteboard and hmm. starts taking notes and trying to organize things. And, you know, the first few times it takes courage because it's yeah. kind of that awkward thing of like, am I really going to be that guy who takes control? Yeah. I was <laughs> like, hey, what the heck? You know, part of this show is about like telling people do do the courageous thing, right? Yep. <laughs> That's part of like life is you have to get past that fear to get to the place where you actually want to get to. So I just started getting up in the meetings, pulling over a whiteboard, mapping things out and uh, everybody mm-hmm. loved it and it even got to the place where it became a joke where whenever there was a meeting and there was a whiteboard, they were like, all right, Nate, like, you got the whiteboard. (laughs) So then, like, it's funny because it's like, you know, what's the thing about you teach, you know, just whatever becomes a habit, whatever routine people get into, they want that. So then it started feeling weird for them if we started having a meeting and I wasn't at the whiteboard. And they were, like, demanding, like, all right, Nate. And I would be like, oh, no, 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 you can do it. I'd have, like, one of the seniors like, get to the whiteboard. And then they were uncomfortable. Yeah, they're, they're nervous like, now. They're like, <laughs> the bar's been set. But it, it's crazy how that's true. Like, yeah. if you can just kind of get over that mental hurdle and get up there, people will be like, oh, okay.
0: So how, how's yeah. your uh, how's your spelling? Are you a good speller? Not when I'm at a whiteboard. No, we do. So that's the one thing I always <laughs> think of. It's pretty good. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> when
1: people are watching, you're like, first of all, your handwriting's horrible. And then you're just yeah, yeah. like, well, how is that
0: spelled? And people are trying to help you. And yeah. yeah I, do, uh, <laughs> I, I do acronyms, but I'll, you know, I mean, you know, especially in the, you know, in the IC, right, you always have acronyms for everything, right? Yeah. And uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll write acronyms up on the board, but I start making up acronyms for the acronyms because I'm worried that I'm going to misspell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if people are looking at the board they're like, what's what's A-V? I'm like, hey, this, it's irrelevant. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you <laughs> know, know what I'm is. saying. Yeah. So. It's uh, oh, funny. So it's, it's funny. You mentioned, uh, you yeah, know, courage. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you caught when we were just sitting at Starbucks there, um, you know, getting our burnt coffee, which, by the way, I did get a flat white. No burnt taste whatsoever. No. It's, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, first first real drink I think I've ever ordered. I guess I'm a, a big big boy now. <laughs> but as we were sitting at the table there and, uh, you know, you were jotting some stuff down, there was a group of, you know, three, you know, I'd say college-age girls, right, maybe, maybe senior in high school, a little older, yeah. Uh, and I was watching this kid who couldn't have been more than 15, maybe 16. And he was staring at them for a good three or four minutes. And I watched From, him. From like across the room? Like across the room. Like sitting at the table. Because he, he, when we walked in and okay. saw him, he had that thick book <laughs> and his laptop open. Brilliant. And he ended up walking over to the girls and introduced himself. <laughs> and he said, uh, excuse me, you know, do you guys go to college around here? and one of the girls said well yeah we do but she doesn't and he goes oh you know how do you like it how many students are there do you like it there let me shake your hand you know my name's i forget what his name was but my name is bob or whatever to each one of them dude and it was just hilarious because he was way out of his league (laughs) (laughs) but it was such a i don't know i mean you don't you don't see people do that especially high school kids he seemed like a good kid right i mean he had a a, a cross on his neck, so you know, it couldn't be that bad. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, he he walked over with just such confidence, right? It wasn't like, uh, uh excuse me. He walked over and introduced dude, himself as if I need to you get were starting this kid. He's I was, gonna be a somebody. Right?
1: That's just like don't see that.
0: It's crazy, dude. It's yeah. uh, I don't know. It's I don't see adults do that. Yeah, might walk over and introduce themselves to you know three people at once. Yeah, and, um, and it used to be something like, you know, before the the
1: telephone. Yeah. <laughs> you had to do, yeah. right? Like the telephone made it a little bit less personal. And then like, you know, email became something. And now social media is to the place where it's like, all you do if you like somebody or you want to introduce yourself is slipping into their DMs. Yeah. And, and then it becomes this like virtual internet relationship. And you just don't see like well, people with we'll the have, ability uh, to do
0: that. That's what we'll have soon. We'll have people will have their robots basically texting other robots on behalf of them. Yeah, <laughs> and then the robots will agree to meet, and then they'll go out to like a movie, but the robots will go, but the people won't go because there's no need to, because the robots are handed yeah. off. So it's 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 funny, um, you know. We talk about all these different you know values, you know, courage, integrity. Yeah. Um, what what would you say, you know, kind of kind of drives you, right? I mean, I yeah. think everybody's got their you know their values, their principles, whether it was stuff they were taught. You know, as a kid, whether it was, you know, fairy tales they read, if it was someone that inspired them along the way. Yeah. What would you say is kind of puts that fire in the belly?
1: Yeah. So for me, I would say around my mid thirties, I kind of stumbled across some content by Jim Rohn. Mm. You familiar with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a brilliant like life philosopher, kind of the OG of personal development. He was the guy that trained up Tony Robbins, gave him his start. So for anybody listening, if you just want to like have a great life and have great days, like turn on Jim Rohn for 15 minutes a day, I would highly mm-hmm. recommend that. It'll you'll definitely get some good ideas and change things. Um, I would say three of the sort of like quick hitter life philosophies that I hadn't really hadn't really hit home yet in my mid 30s were. I'll, I'll just tell you what they are. He talks about um, for things to change, you have to change. And for things to get better, you have to get better. Makes sense. And it's kind of one of those things like you could hear, but then at some point in your life it actually hits you where it's like, wait, yeah, that's true. Because I think there's a lot of people that are still, I mean, think about like family issues. Like as husbands, we could say, well, my wife and kids don't respect me, right? Right. Well, do they have to change or do you have to change? Like, do you need to become a respectable person? Like, it should be to the place where they have no choice but to respect you if you're the type of person that you need to be. Hmm. When you think about um, work, you know, I was probably a guy that would have said, oh, man, I got passed up for promotion. My boss just doesn't really get the impact I'm making, right? Well, does your boss need to change? No, yeah, not gonna. <laughs> you got to make it so your boss, it's crystal clear, your impact, right? You think about like when I was in high school, maybe, you know, at the end of a game, if you're not in the game, it's a close game. You're thinking like, well, my coach, why am I not in the game? Like, well, maybe because you had some turnovers that game. And he doesn't trust you. <laughs> like was Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, were they ever not in at the end of the game? Right. Of course not.
0: Yeah. And they were Because the they had to shot. be.
1: You got to be so good. It's not even a question. So that's one of those things that I think it's not about your parents having to change, your boss, you know, your family, the, you know, friends, whoever it
0: is. Hmm. It's on you. What the, are your first reactions to that? I mean, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Right. Um, and I wouldn't say that I always thought that way. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think, you know, deep down inside, I always knew that that was true, but I never... Did it right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's and it's hard to actually come to that
1: realization.
0: Yeah. Well, because you gotta you gotta admit fault. Number one. Yeah. Number two, you gotta you gotta sit there and look look in the mirror mm-hmm. and kind of say, oh, it's not her fault or it's not his fault or it's not their fault. And I think you know what what happens nowadays is you kind of see, whether it's by design or not, you see so many people in society that just they, they play the victim card. Yeah. Poor me or what about me? What about mm-hmm. me? Instead of you know being like man thank god i got denied that job or man i'm so glad that that girl you know didn't want to date me because i wouldn't be in the situation i'm in now had she said yes right yeah. and it's i mean i think you know when you're in that position it's hard to it's hard to face it because nobody likes rejection nobody likes losing yeah but i think at the end of the day you got to you got to sit there and say okay why is this happening to me or why why am i the most unlucky person on earth yeah well, let's look at your surroundings. Let's look at what you're doing. What if your decisions been up to this point? Yeah. Or, you know, one of the things in the in the sales world you hear about is, oh, man, he's so lucky, everything works out his way. Hey, luck <laughs> has nothing to do with it, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's persistence. It's, you know, look at the, the behaviors that he has every single day, right? Even the days that you, know, you don't want to do something, they get up and they do it anyways. Yeah. And those are the days that things happen, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to be the person that you know, you, you talk about family. I mean, you can't just demand that somebody you know respects you or that somebody appreciates you. Sometimes you got to let them know, right? Yeah. Because if you walk around thinking that you know life owes you something, <laughs> yeah. good luck, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's gonna, it's not gonna end well. Yeah. So um, the
1: second one. <clears throat> deals with success it, he talked about how success isn't something you pursue it's something that you attract mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of people out there that are pursuing things with reckless abandon without going back to the first one without actually changing and becoming a better person Yeah. so I think when when your focus is you know whatever that thing is you want if you're just pursuing 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 and not changing yourself it's you know kind of pointless until you actually decide that, you know, how can I actually attract that into my life? And when you make that switch, I think the, you know, karma, you know, what goes around comes around, those things start to
0: start to happen. So what do you, what do you think about, you know, people that just, they, they throw out Whether it's negative energy, negative thoughts, you know, out in the universe versus the person that throws out constant positive thoughts, positive energy. I mean, do you think that that influences anything? Oh,
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, and I think there's actually been a lot of science behind
1: negative energy, negative thoughts, and, like, what that does to you Mm -hmm. at all sorts of levels. (laughs) Like, they've actually done tests where they, you know, you can see that people that try to make that change... From like negative thoughts to thoughts of gratitude, you know, generosity, humility, um, all that sort of, you know, joy, <laughs> more joy in their life. I mean, their blood work actually changes. Hmm. So, I mean, there, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on with that state of mind and the thoughts that, um, that you're putting out there. I think you attract whatever you think about. So if you're thinking hmm. negative thoughts, you're going to attract those negative thoughts into your
0: life. Yeah, and it's it's funny because, you know, I think when when you label people, right, I think a lot of people get so caught up in, Yeah, what people think about them, obviously, right? But, you know, perception is everything, right? So it's not so much the words you say, it's how you say them, right? And I think, you know, that gets lost in context a lot, in the workplace especially, but, you know, anyone you're going back and forth with via, you know, email or text message, Mm -hmm. right? You send a simple message like, you know, what time did you get in this morning? I could just be asking you, like, really? what time did you get in? I'm just trying to figure out, like, yeah. so it's just a no strings attached, but your immediate reaction over text messages, you know, well, screw you. What, what do you mean, what time did I get in? That's none of your business. Or yeah. you know, I'm, you're not my boss, right? So it's, it's, you know, it, that could be avoided just by being direct, being upfront with someone and just talking to them and saying, hey. Yeah. Yeah, what? Hey, what time did you get here? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I got here, you know, five minutes after you. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, All good, right? I'm not trying to catch you in a lie or anything. Yeah.
1: That's why I think it's so important when possible to have those either phone calls or face-to-face interactions. Because based on what you just said, I could say, Mike, you're a freaking genius. Or (laughs) in a sarcastic way, yeah, Mike, you're a real freaking genius. Yeah, right. Or if I said, Mike, you're a freaking genius
0: like those make total yep. <laughs> mean totally different things but it's the same words and you don't pick up on that over a, you know a message right i mean yeah. i think you know when you're when you're in person right i mean at least phone you can kind of you know infer stuff you can you know, get animated you can sound angry but when you're in person you can read people's body language yeah. right and i mean it's it's very easy to sit there and talk to someone for about 30 seconds mhm And you can tell if they're speaking the truth or if they're not, right? I mean, you can just look right through them and you're like, oh, come on, this guy, he's not talking the truth to me. Yeah. But you can't do that when you're doing in all these different, you know, modes of communication or... Yeah.
1: One of the biggest takeaways I had from doing, like, analytic work where I was drafting um, analytic products and coordinating those products with other stakeholders was you can spend an entire day going back and forth on email and... Um, comment boxes in Word it just people just freaking out losing their minds fighting the second I picked up a phone with that same person and explained like told them a story everything changed and all (laughs) you know and if you can just get them on the phone for a lot of people it's a weird thing especially these days it's like wait why is he calling or like you know this is going to be drama. it's like no I'm just trying to explain like where I'm coming from so I used to tell people that a lot. I, if they were just in these battles, was hey, just pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Yeah. Um. And so number three was when Jim Rohn talked about how a formal education will make you a living, but a self-education will make you a fortune. And I think that um, you know a lot of society these days they think once they've checked the boxes of high school and college that that somehow will um, lead to success in their life. Yeah. And it's just not the case. Because that's not true. I think there's something to be said for when you're educating yourself, you're building that self-confidence right. and that self-esteem. And if you're reading books that nobody else is reading, that's where the confidence comes from,
0: and confidence will lead to the success. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I mean, I hated reading growing up. I, mean, I really, I hated reading. And, I mean, I probably didn't really become a big reader until probably within the last five years. Yeah. Right? Which is kind of nuts to think about because, again, if I were to give anybody else advice, I'd be like, don't wait until you're yeah. in your, you know, mid-30s <laughs> yeah. to start reading books that actually impact your life. Yeah. I think that's
1: uh, that was a big, big change is once you... Because, you know, I would pick up books every once in a while, kind of read a few chapters, read lines. But if you have the discipline to go through an entire book, there's, you know, even if you only have
0: one or two takeaways, just the fact that you did it, (laughs) it gives you that self-confidence. It's worth it, though. I mean, you know, I say that just with, you know, with conferences or trainings or, you know, books, whatever it is. If you can walk away from that, you know, say it's a three-hour investment or it's a two-week investment, whatever it is, you can walk away with one solid thing that you can apply, you know, consistently every day or every week for the next 20 years. Yeah. Dude, tell me that wasn't worth it. Yeah. Right? I mean, because let's be honest. Most of the, you know, the seminars that you go to, most of the trainings you go through, they're all bull crap, right? I mean, mean, half the trainings are named after a a person, right? It's like (laughs) the Joe Schmoes, you know. Sales training, right? The Don LaPree. I don't know if you remember Don LaPree and his uh, his infomercials. You know, I made a billion dollars out of the closet of my apartment, right? And it's, yeah. it's, it's it's just ego, right? That's all it is. It's driving their name and their purpose. And you look at it, you're like, this is all stupid. Like, yeah. this isn't going to work.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think um, the philosophies that will get you somewhere in life are all typically very simple, but they're very hard. Yes. You know? hard work is—that's the—that's the key. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, it's not. Yeah, nobody wants to hear the the answer that it's actually about discipline.
0: Yeah, Dip's and discipline. actually,
1: um, Jocko Willink was on um, Lewis Howes podcast and talked about that. He's like, "What's the one thing for success?" And he just says, "You know, this isn't popular, but it's just reality. Like, discipline is what equals freedom." And I think that's just a huge, yeah, you know, reality in any aspect of life so those are kind of the three things that Jim Rohn hit me with in my mid-30s that um, kind of helped change things
0: in my mind no, I think it's, uh, it's, it's good advice simple advice right? I mean it's uh, I mean I kind of look at you know to kind of tie all three of those in is you know the if you've heard the four plates theory right I mean where, I so. where you got are the four, four burners you got your, your your health right which mm-hmm. obviously is super important right because if you're not healthy what the hell is the point right yeah. you're not worth anything to anything yeah um, yeah and then you got your family right and then you got your friends and then you got work mm-hmm. and it's it's really hard to give a hundred percent to all four at any given time right yeah. because if you're if you're giving a hundred percent to work right now then you got to turn off the other burners yeah right and I think a lot of people they either get stuck in one of those areas, right? So it's like, you know, let's say you're a a workaholic, you turn that burner on, it's on full blast, but everything else you turn down so low that you never turn it back on. That's, that's why you have, you know, divorce. That's why you have marital problems. That's why you have, you know, friends that don't trust you. You're not dependable, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember to balance that out, right? It's, you know, like I tell everybody, you know, people that work for me, people I interview that. You know, you work for your family, right? It's it's what's your why. Why are you doing what you do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I love my company. I love my CEO. I love my boss, everybody I work with. But they all know the only reason I'm working is for my family. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. not the other way around, yeah. right? I don't, I don't have a family for work. So I think, you know, for me, there's a lot of people out there that get that confused, right? They think, oh, I have to work because... This is what I need, I need money, I need this, I need this. But just remember why you're doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you're on your deathbed, um, at the end of your life, you're not gonna be focused on like the work you did. You're gonna be thinking about your faith, your family, and then down in the priorities you can talk about your career, your profession.
0: Right. And and, and and when you do go, are people gonna talk about you as man that was a I was the best sales guy ever knew. I mean, maybe there's a couple out there. Maybe the guy that you made, you know, millions yeah. of dollars for will yeah, say, that. say that. Yeah, people say that of Grant Cardone. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, damn, yeah. well, I, I wish that guy was still alive. He it. made me so much money. Yeah. But I think, you know, really, I mean, what you want to be remembered as is, man, that was, I mean, I know my, my personal goal, right? I mean, definitely was a success for me is, you know, at the end of the days, you know, that my family says he was the best dad ever. My wife says he was the best husband ever. And anybody who's ever met me says, "Hey, he was the best, the best friend ever. He was the best dude ever." Like, yeah, that—that's to me, you won, good yeah. job, right? But it's, uh, uh, it's a shame because I don't think there's a lot of people that, yeah, think that way. Yeah,
1: I don't think there's a lot of people that take the time to think about um, those last few years of their life, mm-hmm. and it's something I—I I never really thought about too much, but I've made it a priority to try to think about that as much as possible because I think it's one of the greatest motivators. Yeah, in what I'm doing today when you think about that. That's
0: it's it's true, man. It's I think it scares a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I mean it's um I think it's it's scary to think, or maybe it's so unrealistic to think, right? I mean if you're twenty years old Yeah uh, well what do I care? I mean that's that's eighty years from now. I, I don't yeah. know. You know, but when you start to you get a little older and you start to, you know, just reflect and think and, you know, I'm not being morbid but Yeah. People die. Oh yeah, know, things happen. I mean, yeah, it's just
1: you can never predict it. Look at Kobe and his daughter; like, no yeah. one expected her to die as a teenager.
0: That's exactly right.
1: But you know, one of the things this is going to sound funny. One of the things that happened to me recently was, I um, I stepped on a piece of glass that kind of jammed up into my toe, like pretty deep, like almost to the bone. And I thought, like, before that happened, I, thats the last thing I would have expected was about to happen. <laughs> but think about, like, if. You get, a, you get in a car crash, like, that glass could take your head off. And that would be the last thing that you would be expecting. So it's like, you never know. You, you, you never know. And that, right? you know, that car crash wasn't even your fault. Just some,
0: who knows, a drunk driver or something just hits you and all of a sudden it's over. So, what are your feelings? I mean, you know, kid, kids argue, right? I mean, that's, that, that's what happens. I mean, you argue with people all the time. It happens, right? So... If you had a, let's say you had a scenario where, you know, one of your kids, you know, say your daughter was in trouble with you, right? She gets in in trouble, you know, you discipline her, right? You're like, hey, don't do that. You know, let's have a talk, explain why, you know, however you handle it. And then it's, you know, it's time for bed. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you end it? Like, is it like, do you just argue and then you're like, get in your your room, go to bed. I'll see you tomorrow. What do you do? (laughs) Well, what do I do or what? Should my goal be to do? <laughs> <laughs> what should your goal like, be? Yeah,
1: like if if the mistake would be if I just said it's time for you to go to bed, see you in the morning. But you have to try to get to that place of like I love you, um, you know. Don't let any don't let our argument think anything other
0: than the fact that I love you and I'm proud of you. Yep. No, I think that's you know? that, that's that's sage advice, man. Because my rule is, and with the kids, you know, with with my wife is you're not allowed to go to bed angry at me. Yeah. And I'm not allowed to go to bed angry at you. And, and you know, I mean, kids kids can be mean, and they say some just God-awful things to siblings. You know, like, I hate you. I wish you were never born. You know, <laughs> you know I wish you were dead. And, you know, very quickly, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Make sure you go say goodnight to your sister. Tell her you love her, you know. And then tomorrow you can say whatever you want. But, you know, because I think you you, you got to sit there. I mean, you know, life is precious, right? Yeah. No matter who you are, life is precious, and it would be horrible if you went to bed in an argument with someone and you, know, you didn't make up or whatever it is. And then God forbid the next day that person dies in the middle of the night. Right. Yeah. It's like, and again, not to get all, you know, <laughs> Debbie Downer ish, but, yeah. but I, like I think about that all the time, just in terms of, man, like you, know, you, you have such a limited amount of time with, you know, with your family, with your kids, with your friends, like, be good to each other. Be kind to each other. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't be mean. Yeah. I mean, the idea
1: that waking up every day and realizing that life is a gift is huge. Because when you think about it, when you're sleeping, you have zero control over anything. I mean, it's not like we're controlling our breath and our heart anyway. Right. <laughs> but, right. I don't know, maybe mentally it just seems a little different. Like, when you're asleep, like, your heart and your breathing is happening. You have zero control over it. And who knows? Like, that's why when you wake yeah. up, it should always be like,
0: thank you for another day. I just heard there was a, uh, I just heard the story yesterday or the day before, but I guess it happened in September, but one of Georgetown's football coaches, hmm. I don't know what position coach he's, I don't know what he is, but um, he's 39 years old, and he was in the middle of practice, just dropped, heart yeah. stopped beating, 39 years old. Yeah. Now, they, they ended up resuscitating him, but... yeah.
1: We had a dude uh, in a job maybe five years ago, just coming into work, rock- walking across the parking lot, dropped dead, right there in the parking lot, heart attack. That's uh, crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's.
0: Uh, anyway, that's crazy. On that note. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, let's. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. No, that's good. Good stuff. What um? Thanks for the question. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I don't know, it's good to know what drives you, right? I mean, and, and again, you know, there's, there's books out there on, you know, how matters and, you know, good to great and, you know, really figuring out, like, why do you do what you do, right? And and, and again, I mean, in the, the recruiting world, you know, we're always trying to ask candidates, you know, well, what's your why, Yeah. right? I always ask my recruiters, what's your why? Why are you here? Why do you want to make money? Why do you want to be here? You know, and if you don't have that, if you don't know what your driving force is, figure it out, right? Because yeah. if you don't have that, it's really hard to, to do anything. You're just kind of going through the motions, right? If you don't have goals. And, I mean, even if, I mean, I tell people, even if I only have it for two years, you know, and your plan in two years is to go somewhere else, awesome. Let me let me help you get to that level. Let me help yeah. you grow because you're going to be happier, right, while you're working because you, you know there's a an exit strategy, I guess. Yeah. But I think a lot of people look at it as, well, why would I help you get somewhere else? Yeah. You know, it's like crazy. Man. Yeah, man. Well,
1: closing us out, since you talked about the why, uh, I guess our why for this podcast, is it's really about trying to help people. You know, we're not doing this for us. This show isn't called Hog the Mic. This is about Share the Mic. Yeah. So um, if you need anything, if you have any um, any questions, any topics... Um, we're happy to cover them. If you got a story you'd like to tell, hit us up. I think the best way is to DM us on Instagram at share the mic. Um Yeah, and tell a friend
0: that maybe could benefit from the content. Yeah, spread the word. Spread the word. All right, brother. I appreciate it, man, as always. Yeah. Later.